All right. Welcome back to It Was Found in My Heart. We finished uh, chapter four of John. And so what we'll be doing is after each chapter, something that God's put on our heart that we felt like is something that you might want to know. And so this particular time, we have uh, a word that while we were doing a devotional about prayer, thing the Holy Spirit opened our eyes to in the sense of knowing Christ a little bit deeper, knowing him a little bit better. And it just made us really uh, excited in our spirit about the Christ that came, became flesh to dwell among men. was inspired by the Holy Spirit with these words. And so I'm going to let her, you know, just get in the flow and what the Spirit gave her. So coming up with this podcast, we wanted you to know and dig deeper into a relationship with Christ, increase in the knowledge of God. And above all else, really truly know that the God that has sent his son into the world to die for us and, and give us new hope, new life, that you are known and that you are loved and you are valued. And the reason why he did all those things for us is because of those three things. Because he He knows us. He knew we were sinners. He loved us. He died for us. God gave up, gave him for us. And we are valued that he would risk his life, give his life for us. So there's a value in that. So just to let you know, um, we just want God to be found in your heart and experience a relationship with him that you may not have ever thought possible that you can have a relationship with the creator of the world. So tell me something, um, my love, what are some of the things that came out of that devotion that you remember? I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, what, what we what led us to this thought that was found in my heart or that the Holy Spirit brought forth. But, oh, I know, I know. Here we go. <laughs> Let me read this scripture first, and then then we can go okay. go into good. that. Is um, Hebrews chapter four, verse fifteen says, "For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin." And now, Jesus, we know, is our high priest. We know that he was tempted in all things, mm. but he did not sin. Right. He came to do what Adam should have done. Mm. Adam disobeyed and it got us in this mess. And so Jesus came back and or came and, and did what he was supposed to do through obedience. Right. Now, in order for Jesus to be able to relate to what we go through, mm. he had to be man. And he was 100% man and 100% God. Mm. But to be able to relate to our weaknesses, to, to our sins and the things that we go through, he had to be 100% man. So that means that he had to take off his holiness. He had to take off his glory so that he could connect to us, connect with us and relate to us all the things that we go through, the temptations, um, the hurt, the sorrow, the pain. Right. If he still 
was walking in his divinity, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to experience that because sin cannot survive in his presence. It would be destroyed. So that means we would be destroyed in his presence. And that led me to the scriptures in uh, Exodus, the 30th chapter. I'm going to go there and read those couple of verses there. And verse 30, it says, So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. They were afraid to come near him because the glory of the Lord was on Moses's face and they're like afraid. So you can imagine them not at this point, they maybe they could have come before him, but they were afraid because of that, because of that glory. Mm -hmm. So if Jesus has had kept his glory on walking this earth, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't, we would not survive. And the other scripture was one where God told Moses, he says, you can't see my face and live, but I'm going to walk past you and you'll be able to see the back of me. And so he, when he passed through the, from the cleft of the rocks, he kind of hid you know, put his hands there and Moses was able to see his backside. He says, you cannot see my face because of his glory, because of his holiness. You can't see that your human sinful body cannot take my presence. You will die. And so Jesus took that glory off of himself and came to connect with us so that he could feel what we feel and be our high priest and and have compassion on us what a loving god that is we look at moses and and i believe that's where you wanted me to to, to piggyback on is that we look at moses and we look at the situation where he was in the presence of god he's in the presence of god and when he left the presence of god there was something that was attached to him that when he went before the people they couldn't take it. And so what we what we have as today as believers in Christ Jesus, or if you're not a believer, please become a believer because this is the real deal. God loves you. And so when we spend that intimate time with God in the presence of God, there should be something attaching to us. And it should be a reflection of our, our words, our thoughts and our actions. People should see something different in us like they did with the, the, uh, the disciples, Peter and John, man, these people looked at them and said, wow, these ignorant and unlearned men, these are like hard words. Like, don't you call me ignorant? Don't call. They said, these men have been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. So when we are in the present, legitimately in the presence of God, when we are in that presence, there is something attaching to us. And the Bible says, the more we draw closer to him, He draws draws closer to us. And so Moses experienced that. He drew close to God. God's testimony of Moses says, you know, to Miriam, he says, yes, I speak to you in dreams and visions. Mm -hmm. But with Moses, I talk to face to face. And that's intimacy. And so God desires intimacy with all his children. And the more we draw closer to him, 
the more he will draw closer to us. And if there's no darkness in him, then the more we draw closer to him, there will be no darkness in us because we will be one with him. That's right. You know? And there, let me, and let me go to another scripture there in Exodus 30, uh, 34, it's verse 34. It says, but whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. So he connected just based on what you just said to go along with what you just said, that there was a connection. That connection is the glory of God. So he was able, he was, God blessed him and he was privileged to be able to go before the Lord and, and the Lord let his glory shine on Moses. He went in, he took the veil off to go before his God. And when he came out, he put the veil on because the people couldn't take it. So that's that's the connection right there Amen. is that is that glory. And that leads me to John, the 17th chapter, John, the 17th chapter. And I'm going to read verse verse one it says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. And then I'm going to jump down to verse five. And he says, and now. O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And that's that connection that you talked about with Moses, with God. It's that connection that Jesus is talking about. I believe it's that connection that Jesus is talking about here with him and God. Father, Oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Amen. So he took that glory off. He took that, yeah, I say the glory. He still remained holy, but that, but that holiness and the divinity mm-hmm. sense, he pushed, put that aside so he could be like man. Right. And, uh, so in, to me, in essence, he, had to become a, almost a powerless human to live a normal life in order to live a normal life and to relate to a normal man. And then he was able to call on his father to put that glory back on me, Lord, just the way it was before the world, before the beginning of the world. Well, we, we have that an example of God comes to the earth because he wants to relate to man in, in a powerful, legitimate and intimate way. So if you don't get anything from this, this session right here, know that God loves you so much that he would take off his glory, mm-hmm. come and be like you. So we talked about it before that he can he can relate to us as infants. You know, he can relate to us as toddlers, mm-hmm. you know, as young people, teenagers young adults and adults. So every area of our lives, he can relate to. When people um, accuse him falsely, mm-hmm. he can relate to us when we're rejected. He can relate to us in all those areas that we feel right. pain and that we feel shame. And how did he do that as a man? We go back to the baptism when the Holy Spirit fall upon him. 
is that we as believers in Christ can have that victorious life in Christ Jesus because he left us a comforter, a helper to teach us all things, to guide us into all truth, to show us things to come, how we can be representatives of Jesus Christ here on this earth and have victory in every area of our lives. And so we want to close with that. And I just want to bring it into remembrance to you is that um, the presence of God is so important. You know, when we are in his presence, there is victory, there's fullness of joy. There is a different persona that you have before man. They don't see you. They see the Christ in you. And so as we move forward in, in our walk with the Lord, as we move forward in this journey of faith, let us remember that draw close to him and he will draw close to you. And it's a game changer in this walk of faith. I, I equate it to this, and I think I might have used this example before, is that Jesus Christ is the water in the swimming pool. God is that water in the swimming pool. And when we jump in, and the more we stay in, the more we will remain wet. But when we get out of a swimming pool, we, we're, we're wet, then we're damp, and then we dry up the further we get away from the wetness of, of, of the swimming pool. And in like manner, as we stay closer to God, we will always be saturated in his glory and his presence and his power because we are acknowledging the fact that God is with us. That's what Emmanuel Emmanuel means. That's what Emmanuel means. It's God with us. So once we recognize and understand that we are no longer our own, we've been bought with a price and that we abide in him and he abide in us that we are walking in the saturation of who he is. And there is nothing that we are doing, nothing that we can accomplish, nothing. And this is the mindset of heavenly mindset of the citizens of God, is that we understand that all that we have accomplished, all that we do, all the gifts that we have cannot accomplish what it can accomplish because Jesus says you can't do anything without me. And so once we understand that, once we understand the fact that we live, we move, we have our being in him. Then we know it's all about him. And we know that we will remain saturated in his presence and soaked in his glory because we've acknowledged that we are in him. And like he says in John 17, he said, Father, make them one as we are one, that we might be one. And that's what God wants to do for us. He always hears his son's prayer. So on that note, we want to say uh, thank you for participating in the podcast. It was found in my heart. And we want to remind you that we will be going into chapter five of John in the next pod. And we will be getting into a story that is, is one of my favorite. You know, it's when the man get healed at the pool of Bethesda. Thank you for uh, listening. We thank God that he will allow you to hear his heart speak through the words that we have uh, given and presented to you today. And may you always remember you are known, you are valued, and you are loved. And that no matter where you go, you can always be in the presence of God. Recognize and walk in it. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you. God bless you.